We would like to thank our sponsor, Island Savings. Island Savings, a division of member-owned cooperative First West Credit Union, provides banking, borrowing, and investment services for residents and businesses across Vancouver Island and the Southern Gulf Islands. Island Savings brings innovative products, an extensive branch network, and local decision-making to the banking experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Business Matters presented by Island Savings, a division of First West Credit Union, where we delve into the stories and insights of leaders and change makers in our community. I'm your host, Rob Capello, and today we're joined by Susan Cole. So thank you uh, for joining me. Hi, it's my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. No problem. So uh, Suzanne is the executive director of the Burnside Gorge Community Center and Association, both. Is that correct? correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, where you provide support services to children, youth, and families throughout the capital region. So we're going to dive in and learn a lot about uh, Burnside Gorge. But before we do, I'm curious, um, uh, how long have you been with uh, Burnside Gorge? Well, um, actually, next October will be 30 years. I have been. Oh, with- wow. Yeah. <laughs> Not always as the executive director. Yeah. I started when I was right. like 12. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so uh, what, were, what are the different roles that you did when you first started there? Um, I started uh, working um, frontline as um, okay. a youth and family counselor. Uh, it was uh, one of the first sort of community-based school um, youth and family counselor positions. So working okay. when Burnside Elementary was an active elementary school, working with... Um, the kids the students there and their families um and then sort of building bridges between the families the community center and the school yeah so what what led you to like that opportunity like where where uh if you take us back 30 years ago like what got you into actually uh burnside in uh, georgia in the first place i was um i had just graduated so i was working on my degree for the four three or four previous years um, okay before that in social work um mm-hmm. and um had been doing some volunteer work in a fairly old agency called the victoria association for street kids um okay. and um was volunteering my time there and just really uh knew that working with children and youth of, of all ages. And um, then I start, so I had about three jobs at one okay. point. So doing some contract work with families for the Ministry of Children mm-hmm. and Family Development, um, doing frontline work with, with kids who were street entrenched. Right. And it led me to a part-time position um, at Burnside Gorge Community Association. And that's where I realized that you know, working with the children and the youth was great and I loved it, but working with the families as a whole was really where mm. where I wanted to be because the sustainable change for me, for kids, right, was was dependent on on sort of the whole family. So that so when did you on. when did you get into the executive director role? Like how long before you kind of moved Yeah. Into so then I, that I sort of, you know, um we grew when I started there was only four of us working at the agency um and then uh our department my department grew so um then I became sort of a team leader 
of a very large, we started doing um, high-risk parenting programs um, and lots of parent and child drop-ins. And so we did early childhood. Our youth department grew to holding outreach workers. So um, then I started team leading and I was very mm. happy there. Very, very happy. I <laughs> love that job and I love being connected to the front line. And then our executive director, Dean Fortin at the time, um, became the mayor and uh, he had to okay. step down as okay. the executive director. So I did some soul searching um, and decided to throw yeah. my hat in the ring as executive director and um, and leave the and turn over the reins to somebody else. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So and that was in 2009. I became executive director. Oh, so you've been in that role for a while then. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So what, what does you, you said you loved your previous role. So what is your new, what does executive director role look like? What, what is sort of your, your, the capacities that you handle and what does, you know, a typical day look like or week look like for you? Um, well, I think every executive director's first answer is we're looking for money. That's what we yeah, do. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So, um, first and foremost, making sure the organization has the financial resources to do right. what its mandate is and do what it's set out to do. Yeah. Um, I have a absolutely amazing uh, management team uh, that guides not only policies and procedures and they head up departments and right. do all their own team leading. My job is to make sure they have everything they need to do their jobs. So, um, right. Again, financial resources, um, reporting, donor relations. Um, yeah, just sort of the overall let's get functioning. And of course, um, working with the board. Um, we are a community association, so there is a okay. lot of community development. Um, right. We have land use committees. And so it's more than just being a social service organization. We're also... Um, accountable to the city in terms of you know reporting back on community meetings for developments new developments in the in the uh, neighborhood which there are a lot of <laughs> mm, you yeah. have a lot on your plate <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a big I, our organization is really diverse and really um it, it does it has a, a wide continuum of things right. that we do um not just for the burnside gorge and surrounding neighborhoods but we have a lot of regional programs that serve people throughout the crd so it's it's quite large so why don't you why don't we dive into that a little bit what what are the some of the services that are provided through um the center and association yeah so um if we start at the the younger end of the continuum um we do early childhood development programs so we have okay. a family center where parents can come with their children and uh you know, go engage in arts and crafts and attachment-based programs. Um, we do a Thursday night community dinner, free community dinner yeah. every night, every sure. week. Um, and then that gets attached to like seasonal. So we just did a big Christmas dinner right. and then Thanksgiving and all of that. Got it. Um, we, we also do family development programs. So parents who just need to talk to somebody about parenting or right. generally the theme lately is financial struggles um mm. 
you know, how, how to make yeah. it made, yeah. how to, you know, connecting people up with resources. Um, we have a high-risk parenting program. We have a fabulous program that's regional that is called our Family Self-Sufficiency Program, working with families in subsidized housing or market housing if they have a, a BC housing subsidy that goes with it. Right. For the long term on asset development and financial literacy. So um, setting financial goals, personal goals, and and making action plans to meet those. Um, it's it's an incredible program. Um, mm. We have two outreach workers that do nothing but work with families who are uh, homeless or at risk of being homeless. Um, we have a large childcare department. So we do um, before and after school care for both Tillicum School and Quadra School. So we have about six different uh, sites that operate for those two schools. Okay. And uh, we are opening January 15th. We're opening a three to five daycare. So. <laughs> wow. You got yeah. a lot on the go. And then we do all our community development. We do a lot of recreation programs. Um, right. Our seniors programs are really taking off. So we do you know, yoga, Zumba, um, right. all of those types of things as well. And um, hold three or four big special events a year um, where the whole community can come out and, and have some, have some fun or do something. You know, the last one we had was the um, shoreline cleanup uh, mm. so that happens in September where everybody comes out and cleans up the gorge. Right. Um, that's really, and then we did a big Santa's pancake breakfast. Um, Fun. That's so, great. Yeah, it's, um, I'm, so, I'm sure I'm forgetting. We also have school-based <laughs> school services. So we have lots of school counselors located in some of our local schools that work with the students um, in the schools. Um, so it's it's quite a, quite a diverse and, and some youth outreach. So working with kids who are struggling with, with their mental health and right and um other barriers that they might have so you mentioned like obviously there's a focus on i'll call community but you also have programs that are further reaching so how far do you reach you you, you mentioned like how, how far do some of the programs and outreach programs go yeah so because we so to speak are the only game in town for some of these right like right our family self-sufficiency um our youth self-sufficiency which is right. working with youth coming out of care um, or living independently, and our homeless family outreach program, we serve all families throughout the CRD. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Any anybody who needs requires that service. There's no boundary. Okay. Yeah. And and you know we even get calls for our homeless family outreach program from folks leaving other parts of the province or right coming from Alberta and right. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, we do get calls all over, um, but the majority of, of folks are somewhere within the capital region. So you mentioned, obviously, financial homelessness, like those are, you know, obviously challenges that are being faced in all yeah. communities, obviously. Yeah. 
But what are some of the maybe is there other ones? Are there other challenges that you're seeing that the community that your the community is facing and how you're potentially addressing them? Like and maybe and maybe homelessness and financial are the topics that we should be talking about. Maybe those two. So how, yeah. how you know how are you guys addressing them or helping through that? Yeah, I think financial covers a large yeah fair portion. enough. Um, and and that really speaks to cost of living here. Mm. Food security is huge. Um, right, right. And um, we have some super great uh, partnerships and donors. At Burnside Gorge is one of 10 neighborhood houses located across the region. Got um, it. Part of the Coalition of Neighborhood Houses of, of Capital Region. Okay. And we're all, um, you know, um, great donors like Island Savings come in and support all of us to address food right. security. Um, and it's just, it seems like due to the, the, the rising cost of living, high rents, yeah, people are struggling in, in a whole mm. bunch of different areas. And, um, definitely we're seeing food security is one of the biggies because once you pay your rent and once right. you make sure you've got hydro and Food's, all of those things, yeah, yeah, yeah. now watch, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So you mentioned one of your focuses funding are you funded both from say public and uh, uh like is there is there government grants and funding plus private island savings donations you got both sides yeah so we are um we we have uh, provincial um okay. federal and municipal uh grants and contracts okay um so we cover the government spectrum yeah, yeah. um and we also um go to a lot of foundations um mm. the same ones that a lot of the nonprofits right, victoria right. foundation united way um so a lot of uh, foundations grants um private private donors um smaller smaller foundations that are very targeted in, in right what they want to fund um and uh and community donations like the right. community is amazingly generous and um it's it's so nice to see and people have very specific you know programs or right you know um they just want to help support fruit and vegetable bags for right families. right so um or they you know they want to help children stabilize in communities so they'll they want to help support rent and things like that right so, right um, we couldn't do what we do without um, all those levels of funding resources coming into play. And, and do you have do you have a volunteer side to that as well? Like, is there like so there's a donation, but is there is there opportunities for people to volunteer? And is is there is there? I'm assuming that's a big part of running the programs and as well. Yeah, there's definitely. Um, we have a lot of volunteers, especially because we run so many big events. So mm. um, we rely on um, volunteers to help out with those events. We have some great weekly volunteers that uh, volunteer at our um, seniors lunch and learn mm. or at um, we used to have a, you know, before COVID, we used to have a lot of people coming in and wanting to volunteer at our reception desk and just right, right. phone and, and, um, and we have people that help sort, we have a big resource room with clothes and food and we have a great volunteer who, um, 
make sure that stays organized and, <laughs> and all of that. So yeah, we, um, in, in terms of our, you know, the counseling end of things or the right. program end of things, there's fewer opportunities just sure. the nature of the, of the business, but we, because of, we, we do so many different things that we can definitely find places for people to, if they want to volunteer, we will find a spot for them. <laughs> Interesting. So you've been with, uh, you've been there for a while now, and I'm curious, is there any, is there any stories or impactful moments that really stand out for you on how the center association has really made an impact in the community? Like, and I'm sure there's lots, but is there anything yeah. that sort of comes to mind if there's a program that you were part of the kind of launching that really is near and dear to your heart, or is there anything that kind of stands out? Um, well, I mean, I, I, I was part of launching most of the programs mm -hmm. that are, are here now. Right. Um, I think one of the um, most special to my heart is is our high risk parenting program. Right, uh, we right. call it the Connects program, and it's it's a program for um, parents to really dig in and work hard on getting their kids back from government. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's um, when when people make big changes and our uh, family self-sufficiency is the same way. They're making humongous changes and right. we're there for the long term to support them to, to, to make those changes. And you start to realize that, you know, we can do everything we can, but to sit and watch people work hard and, and get themselves to a very different place in life and be successful and then you know come back to our happy programs and with their kids yeah. and, right, and right. enjoy the pancake mm -hmm. breakfast as a family where they didn't do that a year before, before. and yeah. it's it does really make you go this business can be hard it's sure. um, but those are the moments that you go oh yeah that's that's why we do this that is this is this is why we do the work we do and and um even even something as small as uh, we through a partnership with one of one of our donors, um, we received an opportunity to provide uh, tickets to the Canada Australia mm. soccer game. Women's well, soccer soccer game. game, yeah. And the emails that came back and the pictures from the kids, the, their first opportunity to see a live. Yeah, yeah soccer game and sure. the parents were just absolutely over the moon to have this opportunity to share this experience with their kids and um it's it's those connections like being able to knowing people right. so well to make those connections to give them when we get opportunities to share with them we right do that. so yeah that was that was a very recent one that stuck in my mind but um yeah, well, and we, things that we take for granted too, right? There's things that some people should say take for granted. So yeah. 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 I mean, there's most of the families we work with would never be able to mm. afford to take their kids to a soccer right. game like that. Right. Or right. um, you know, they they even even if they have them, you know, enrolled in a in a soccer club, it's it's either they've got a subsidy or or right, right. put everything they have into that. So yeah. 
um, that was a pretty special moment. Um, That's cool. Yeah. And our, our family self-sufficiency is a three-year cycle program. So at the end of three years, they do a journeys booklet. So they create a booklet of every participant's story on, on how they went over three years. Right. The personal um, successes and the financial successes and, and where they were and where they are now. Yeah. And reading those stories, oh, Huh. Yeah, yeah. Is you know, you just you're so proud of right. work that gets done and you're and you just you're like, yeah, okay, this is mm. a great program. It's moving people forward and they feel successful. And when they feel successful, that is it's amazing. So that that I'm curious, like you said, I mean, it can't be it you got both sides, I think, from you know, it's not easy seeing what you see, but there's also the other side where yeah you, you you see the the looks on the faces and the stories about that you're you're making a, you know a difference in people's lives so you know where does that come from from you and how do, how do you stay motivated and passionate about what you do like how, you know what what gets you up in the morning where 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 where's that motivation come from and the passion come from for you i think my team honestly mm-hmm. um and one of the best parts um about working in a nonprofit is um there's not a lot of red tape um, right. You can find the money to do something and you see a need, um, you try and go meet it. And I think the team that works here is very good at bringing ideas forward to say, right. you know, we've been doing this program this way and it's not meeting the needs anymore. We need to change it and we need to do this and we need to do a better job of, yep. of meeting those needs. And I think, I think that's what drives me anyways and I think a lot of people to stay in this work is that you have some you've got some control and you've got some avenues to make real change right and that's it's super meaningful yeah so what from today just what is the biggest need for you guys is it is it funding is it always funding is that that's never going to change but is there other <laughs> things are like yeah you're like yeah. just we just need more money um, yeah it's it's well and it's not so much like it's sometimes it's okay to be like okay what we're doing now is really good let's stay right, right. we don't need to grow anymore let's just but it's because funding is either a year long or right. you're constantly right. just trying to um is it's just close the loop and make sure we can keep doing what we're doing what well. doing. Um, so that is that is that's just the nature I think of, of the business until someone magically says, "Oh, you're doing great work. We're going to fund it all." Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and things change too, like needs of the community change as well, which where you need potentially extra funding because you don't want to stop programs, but you just might have to add new ones, right? And that's a constant evolution, I would think. Yeah. It is. And, and um, being able to find, so there might be a need in the community and you need to find money because you want right, to address right. that need, which, you know, we do have a few of them. We, there's some programs we'd like to start up, but finding, finding that money and finding wh- what avenue are you going right. to that money? Is there a funder out there that believes in what you believe in? Like, yeah, they think it's worth it. Is there alignment? Yeah. Exactly. And and sometimes that can be Mm. a bit difficult if um if it's not the trend to know there's definite 
definite trends that happen over the years I've seen with yeah. with funding. Um, you know, um, it's a big right now, you know, food security, mental health, like all those yeah, issues yeah. that everybody's seeing. Um, and years ago it was it was other things. Um, but I think the toughest is when you really see mm. a need that um needs to get filled and you're yeah. trying to figure out how you're gonna do that. And yeah. um, but that's where creativity and and uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and relying on your team and and yeah i mean i could see that as well so so where's where's the where's the vision for like where, where's the future i should say have in store for burnside like is there other is there anything sort of on the agenda that you can speak about what's the next 12 18 months look like is there anything new that we can that we can yeah, let people so, know about yeah so in the last year we've done a lot new um okay, okay. yeah we we don't we're opening a daycare we just right. a year ago we opened a thrift store um oh, interesting on Great. burnside road yeah okay. um and it's fantastic burnside that's Beach. excellent yeah. um so next i think is we are um one of the partners um this one of the smaller partners there's a brand new um residential complex going up in behind burnside school okay um, yeah, it's a Pacifica housing build. It's a fantastic project. It's a in partnership. You know, school district's going to have um, the school will have a piece of the bottom right. floor, and we are, will be opening um, three more childcare facilities. So an infant toddler, a three to five, and another out of school care um, to try and um, address all the the childcare needs. So that's coming in the next you know a couple of years year and a half so <laughs> lots lots on your plate you guys have a lot on the go so kudos to you and the team because i know it's not easy balancing you know changes in community delivering the services and programs funding all that so kudos to you and your team for that for sure thank you <laughs> I'll, <laughs> well i'll pass that on to the team <laughs> yeah yeah there you go well thank you for sharing uh having a discussion with me today sharing your journey what the you know the impact the center's had on the community and continues to have because I know there's a lot of cool, there's a lot of great stuff and you know I'll say if there's people interested in learning more um, they can go to your website it's burnsidegorge.ca um, it does a great job of outlining all services and programs and what you guys do so but thank you for spending some time with me today and learning more about you and and the the center and association. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate. No problem. It. Excellent. Well, thank you, Suzanne. If um, today, if you if you're a listener and you've enjoyed today's episode, please do leave us a review and share the podcast with your friends. Um, and for any feedback, please reach out to us uh, directly. And until next time, thank you for tuning into Business Matters and have a great day. We would like to thank our sponsor, Island Savings. Island Savings, a division of member-owned cooperative First West Credit Union, provides banking, borrowing, and investment services for residents and businesses across Vancouver Island and the Southern Gulf Islands. Island Savings brings innovative products, an extensive branch network, and local decision-making to the banking experience.